0: Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future I'm a podcast Where today we are discussing season 11, episode three, how the West was one zero one zero zero one. I'm Lindsay Wilson joined as always by Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going?
1: I'm good. I was so curious as to whether you were going to do the full what is that, binary code for that or not. But it seems like you went did a half measure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one zero one zero 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 one yes which i did learn in binary is 51 in hexadecimal which maps to the letter q and is 81 in decimal and 81 is also the atomic number of thallium the metal that the oh. out in this episode uh, i assumed that it was
1: spelling research. the word w-o-n in binary yes.
0: but uh, we did speculate that the other day but that's why yeah. i felt it was necessary to uh clarify
1: how the west was thallium
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a bit of a walk to get there, but we got there. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, it's only been two days, but how are you?
1: Good. Nothing much has come up. I again, maybe we're we're talking too much about the stats and they give us feedback and such. But I'm now uh, you know, a slave to the uh, Spotify stats that give us like mm-hmm. retention over the course of an episodes, and people are just God. skimming through the the weekly update. <laughs> They're just like, oh, I don't know about this banter. Um, so it's rude. not horror. It's not horrible, but it's definitely it's definitely there.
0: You people scrubbing through past all this <laughs> glorious content. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. well, whatever. Um, it's fine. It's mostly for us anyway. Yeah. I i don't think anything eventful has happened to me. You've done a lot of stuff. Done a lot of stuff. A lot has been happening in terms of my personal and professional life. So maybe there'll be updates soon in the future. But, but yes, today was a very busy day. Had a job interview at 5 a.m. and it has been nonstop ever since.
1: Yeah, I watched the Big Brother live feeds. It's about it.
0: <laughs> good, good, good. How's it but going over good. there? Is it, it was a nightmare?
1: Fine. Uh, I last last time we were recording, the feeds were about to become lit. It was about to be like the biggest moment yes. of the season, and it turned out to be not that big. It turned out to be okay. just fine.
0: So classic, classic Big yeah. Brother. Yeah. Excellent. Well, what did you think of this episode? Well, let's do it at the beginning where we're supposed to instead of in the weird middle like last time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to like this episode quite a bit. I was like very excited by it at the start where I was like, okay, great. We're just doing Old West jokes. Mm -hmm. And then it just like never really stuck the landing in any of the ways. I don't quite know what I wanted. I was actually thinking how I wanted like lower stakes. Like I want to just we're in the old West and we're making jokes about being prospectors and mining Mm -hmm. and stuff and like a shootout, like robots secretly being used for Bitcoin mining, like et cetera, et cetera. It all felt a little bit too, complicated
0: um yeah I agree this one worked the least well for me from my perspective where of the three we've watched so far I was pretty excited too I was like all right it's just gonna be kind of fun vibes, old west jokes and they started with that a little bit where it was like okay everyone old west get it old west stuff and (laughs) I felt like they were leaning on that but it was like yeah they kind of tried to do too much I think
1: yeah and that's a annoying complaint to give because I'm just like hey don't do this and like offer <laughs> i like offer no solution to like what the plot should be and i'm essentially saying there should be no plot it should yet yeah, just be vibes and like jokes about the old west
0: i think the thing that didn't work for me and we'll get into it more specifically but i think trying to work in like oh roberto is here and let's have a whole thing about right. roberto and even going through my notes i was noticing it's like okay there's like two lines in here about roberto and it really doesn't come to anything and there was no point really beyond let's just bring back a character that people like and i don't even know if people like this character because i don't i don't
1: even know who he is i, yes. I yeah um, we'll get into
0: that too we're, like we're, we're really rapidly approaching roberto in our normal watch through mm-hmm. so had we not missed so many weeks you would probably know who he is but <laughs> you don't
1: <laughs> yeah uh right we have roberto we have the like the hero from the series of books that's like a yeah. character that's very prevalent and then hermes's son which i'm curious mm-hmm. to see if that is a 20-year age gap <laughs> or like age advance yeah. of the sun or if the sun didn't exist at all and it's just a completely new character interested in hearing about that but yeah a, a lot of characters there's the like barmaid who turns out to be the villain so yeah I think if they simplified a little bit fewer mm-hmm. characters less big stake storyline just vibes in the old west yeah. I think that would have been very good
0: I agree yeah I think it was just they they tried to have too many kind of storylines i think that was the specific complaint that i had or it was like maybe if you cut one of these you would have been able to better serve the other ones but let's get into it and pick it apart in more specific detail because people apparently want to get right to the episode it's fine (laughs) honestly the stats are ruining my life okay okay, i'll stop telling you any stats it's fine it's fine i'm interested i just i'm (laughs) Um, interested in fussy (laughs) the the lindsey wilson story Oh, my God. So true. And then indignant. like, <laughs> tell me, but I don't want to know. Oh, God. All right. So opening caption, this is based on an actual UFO sighting. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. And then the opening cartoon for Boop Corner, Alex, what you got?
1: Boop, there I so I wrote down something, but I want to note that this felt very not cat
0: related. What's the cat's mm-hmm. name? Felix. Um,
1: not this is this felt like not Felix. It's like a big atom being tucked into bed all snug.
0: Yes, well, this has its own entire Wikipedia page this time. A is for Atom, so you nailed it, Alex. A a 14-minute promotional animated short documentary film, and it is now public domain. It explains what the atom is, how nuclear energy is released from certain kinds of atoms, peacetime uses of nuclear power, and the byproducts of nuclear fission. Wow. So this is this guy's most decorated film. It won a bunch of awards. It had a theatrical release. 1953.
1: Wow, it's the Oppenheimer of 1953.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes, (laughs) I do believe that there is some stuff in here about bombs, possibly. Mm -hmm. The film includes a blue nuclear giant character similar to Dr. Manhattan from the graphic novel Watchmen. Wow. And then it was re-released by GE in 1964, where it included tighter editing, new music, new narration, and it was focused on nuclear power instead of nuclear bombs.
1: I would love to see famous curmudgeon Alan Moore, the author of Watchmen, who like, hates <laughs> any adaptation of his work. I would love to see his take on A is for Adam.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I'd love to see anyone's take on A is for Adam. But yeah. yes, the, I just read most of the entire post about it. But uh, feel free to read more because there's a Wikipedia article about this. Big change from last week's Boop Corner where I had no information. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had nothing to talk about. Have you seen the Simpsons episode? It's like, it's probably mid-teens or maybe even early 20s. Where uh, I don't even know if Alan Moore is on the show, it might just be like they use his likeness <laughs> against his uh-huh. will. But Milhouse asks Alan Moore to sign a copy of Baby Watchman in V for Vacation, and oh my
0: god! Uh,
1: <laughs> and he showed he shows the he shows the comic, and it's very cute. It's like Doctor Manhattan, on, the um, so a, Dr. Manhattan on a surfboard. That's yeah. so good. Doctor Manhattan on surfboard.
0: very charming. <laughs> yeah,
1: an excellent mid mid season, or I guess mid series Simpsons joke.
0: All right. Well, I like that.
1: Um, um, I wanted to stop down based on an actual UFO sighting. Do you have any takes on the recent UFO uh, kerfuffle in the
0: States? I am kind of of the opinion of Danny from News AF where it's like, I'm getting mm-hmm. tired of all of these like fake outs of like, yes, they we're going to give teased. you more information. And like, it's just constantly like a today is the day we're going to have definitive proof. And it's like, just show me my God. I don't care. Like, I don't get excited <laughs> about it anymore. But Like there's gotta be something going on, but I don't know. I feel like just give me the information. I'm tired of these teases.
1: I feel that way, and then I get sufficiently teased every time. I get excited (laughs) and like, oh my god, it's happening, and then they they always trick us.
0: Yeah, no, I don't even bother anymore. I'm just like, "Eh, yeah, (laughs) whatever. All right. So the episode opens up. The professor says that they are bankrupt. They invested in Bitcoin. He sold at a huge loss. And I did. I think it was funny. 'Cause I had teased this episode a little bit when I just read the title of it and I or the brief description. And I was like, Oh, okay, we're talking about the extremely topical Bitcoin. What is this? Yeah. But then there's a graph on there of like it collapses in twenty twenty three and then it's back up in whatever year we're in now, three thousand twenty-three. Yeah. And I I thought the Bitcoin connection in this
1: episode was actually pretty clever of like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the way of us getting into the West is that we need yes. to like mine Bitcoin, the like electricity being used for the Bitcoin miners has turned the West into an old timey West. I thought all of that was pretty creative.
0: Yes, I will say and and normally we don't care about people's privacy, but I will just say very cryptically, <laughs> a family member of mine oh. once had the thought that they were going to become extremely wealthy by mining for Bitcoin just yeah. using their shitty like HP laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were just like gonna do it. And they were like, you know, if you just keep looking, you can get so much money because you're eventually gonna find one. I was like, I don't think this is true. <laughs> yeah.
1: there I you hear stories of this happening, but I remember my friends in college, this was like in 2012 probably. Uh, I remember this, these two things happened right at the same time. One, we were like early adopters of Minecraft. We had to like buy Minecraft off of some Swedish purchasing portal. And I was very sketched out by that. So we were early adopters of Minecraft. And I also remember <laughs> right around the same time, one of my friends was like, oh, this like Bitcoin thing is like happening. And it's entirely possible that there's like, you know, uh, some Bitcoin was mined over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks in
0: 2012 and it's yeah.
1: been lost to the sands of time,
0: but. Yeah, I never got swept up in the Bitcoin of it all, but I know a lot of people who did because I have a lot of nerds in my life. Did you
1: have any of your family members bought NFTs? No, but I do know someone who
0: was pretty into Ethereum. So I liked the shout out to that later in the episode. (laughs) All right, so everyone is like desperately rushing to the West to find more Bitcoin. And I did like that, as you said, I like this like connection to the old West. It's a pyramid scheme for rubes and the professor's <laughs> plot is to exploit those rubes. And he's going to do that because the new chips are made from thallium. And so he's going to mine for thallium, sell that to the Bitcoin miners. And that way he can repay the robot mafia to whom he owes money for some reason. We don't know why.
1: Yeah, I w- this is kind of another Overall take of the episode, but I love that Futurama is able to just do like weird genre stuff in a way that The Simpsons like never was able to. Can you think (laughs) of Simpsons like outside of Treehouse of Horror stuff? Do they ever go like, hey, we're doing the, you know, this genre episode?
0: That's a good point. I guess not. They can't really do those kind of concept episodes outside of those like when they have the library book and they do the like Homer's Odyssey and they do those kind of like three act little one offs, but. Yeah, beyond that, I don't think they really do those kind of big concept episodes, do they?
1: Yeah, so I I was just thinking about how that's a thing that I really like in Futurama. And it's cool yeah. that like, they both d- are able to do the genre stuff. And then also, it's always mixed with sci fi, where it's like always Futurama or futuristic um, genre stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, so as we mentioned, we get some Hermes and Dwight stuff, and I have it so sporadically in here. I almost wonder if we should just like burn through it, but I guess it ties in. (laughs) So maybe we just keep going chronologically. I don't know. Dwight's here.
1: What is, what's the deal with him?
0: True. Okay. So when you said that at the beginning, I noted it that I did not realize we have not yet come across him in our (laughs) rewatch. I was thinking, because there's an episode that I really don't like and very rarely watch that has Qbert, the clone, and Dwight- Mm -hmm. Having a paper route, and it is a very annoying episode. And okay. they, yeah. So Dwight is Hermes' son. This is just the same character that is in so not the aged seasons. up at all. He's not been aged up at all. That was something that I wondered about because you had asked that question about the clone. Like, is he going to be aged up? This guy's not aged up at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're just having quality father-son time. But I feel like this storyline is kind of the weakest because they really don't spend any time on it. Yeah, I mean.
1: Hermes throughout this entire the entire series so far. I mean, we were mid season three in our normal watch through, but Hermes has like done nothing in any of mm-hmm. these. Uh, I know we have the uh, Hermes expression uh, watch going on, but beyond <laughs> the that, limbo um...
0: episode where he like yeah. rescues everyone by limboing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> little yeah. kid
0: is limboing up in heaven right now. <laughs> Alex, I have a quote from this scene written in all capital letters, and I have your name in front of it. And do you know what that line was?
1: What's so This is the the Hermes scene.
0: Yes, well, this is like when they're arriving in Doge City.
1: Hmm, let's see. Doge City, well, we'll all have to do Old West stuff to get by. <laughs> there's um, Thallium
0: in them, their hills.
1: Oh, of course, yes. There's dirt <laughs> in them hills. Uh, I I also was very excited about that. Uh, believe, I, I told you, I, I told the story of seeing there's dirt in, I like truly can't even remember the name of the movie <laughs> anymore. Indie sci-fi movie called...
0: I think it was, was there's it like there's something
1: in the dirt. That's what it's called. Indie sci-fi <laughs> movie called There's Something in the Dirt and which I started only referring to as there's dirt in them there.
0: Hills." <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard there's thallium in them there hills, I was like, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. The other
1: time we go on prospector mode is did you ever play the the card game uh, Dominion? Dominion Dever.
0: Yes, I have a couple of times.
1: Okay, there's a expansion to Dominion one of the cards is titled Fool's Gold. And when you buy a Fool's Gold, it is a house rule that you have to yell gold like an old timey prospector.
0: <laughs> <laughs> gold. Yeah, exactly. Oh Something in the dirt. 90% Rotten Tomato score, 5.9 on IMDb. So quite a drastic disparity wow. there. Yeah, it was fine.
1: That was the story of like the most cringy Q&A panel ever where the it started with like, hi, I'm the moderator and I'm high on shrooms or something like right. that. And yes. then it was right. like very disjointed.
0: <laughs> long time listeners may remember that story. I feel like that was was that even in the future remedies? Who knows? Probably. But who knows? yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. So so they get to the city. They all have to wear their cowboy hats. They're doing Old West stuff because they're bankrupt. <laughs> so we all have to do that. They go into a saloon and we meet. I can't remember what her name is. Did you write down the name of the I did not. barmaid? I, I did had not. it written somewhere. Doesn't matter. There is a barmaid and she's very volatile. <laughs> her mood fluctuates like the price of Bitcoin. And she has a house of ill repute in the back. And yeah, that's the Zoe situation. Burke
1: ordered orders their freest beverage. Yes,
0: yes. And this is where Roberto shows up. And in my notes, it just says, we also haven't watched this episode. So... Mm-hmm. This is another episode I actually don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's the one that I don't watch that often just because I don't like Roberto as a character. But the episode is called Insane in the Mainframe. And that's just me going off of my memory, which is season three, episode 11. So in theory, we should be getting there very soon. Yes, I don't know about broadcast order. So anyway, I think we should be there very shortly. But essentially, in that episode, Fry goes to an asylum and meets Roberto. And he's very scary. And is always stabbing people. Yeah, okay, so we are one, two, three, four episodes away in our watch, so we'll get there soon. But yeah, Fry and Bender plead insanity and are sent to the robot insane asylum. While Bender and his buddy Roberto plan an escape, Fry is brainwashed into thinking that he is a robot. But you have to deal with Roberto the entire time, trying to stab everyone, including Fry. (laughs) Got it, and
1: yeah, and uh, I know, I figured that this was like Bender related or Bender like upbringing related, because I know Bender is Mexican, right? And so I figured, oh, okay, Roberto is like his friend from growing up or something along those lines
0: yeah i don't know i don't know if we even get that much but they don't really do anything with roberto and Bender.
1: yeah basic yeah they basically don't interact i mean i think it's just i guess an interesting choice here it's interesting that they both introduced the robot mafia and then also roberto they seem like they kind of function the same uh, role here
0: Yes, I would agree. And they don't really do a lot with either one. And in fact, now that I'm looking at my notes, I had completely forgotten this Bender buys a donkey storyline. So there are a lot <laughs> of things going on yeah. here. I think that's the with the weakness of the episode. is like we're trying to just do so much. Bender buys a donkey. says he always wanted to own a racehorse and a donkey is just an ugly horse. They say sold yeah. to the zoologist over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh Vendor is titled as a zoologist after saying like incorrect donkey facts. Very sad <laughs> that the the auctioneer says that the donkey is good for hauling Bitcoin or just abusing.
0: Poor mm-hmm. uh, donkey. Yes, poor donkey. But vendor seems to love him. And Hermes and Dwight meanwhile are camping. And then just out of nowhere, Dwight is like, "I wish Roberto was my dad." <laughs> I was like we don't know what we're doing with either of these storylines, do we? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very quick scene. They're just like Roberto is just complaining at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that whole entire scene. That's it. Like the, the Hermes and Twain stuff is just so nothing.
1: I mean, when we get to the climax of the episode, they yeah. it ties together nicely, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of work together.
0: Yeah. So the professor finds his first thallium nugget. He sells it. It gives him like a tiny bit of money and they need way more. Yeah, they do make that joke of like, I found a Bitcoin. Like, oh, no, it's just Ethereum. Yes. So.
1: I like yeah. that the the professor had bitten into the, the nugget and said, oh, I'm do- doing the tooth test. And then the, the like official machine to, you know, validate the quality of the of the thing is also just like a pair of dentures attached to yeah. a machine <laughs> and they just do the tooth test. Yes, exactly.
0: So meanwhile, Roberto shows up for anger management with the town psychiatrist, I guess and immediately stabs him because Zoidberg is there and he values doctor-patient confidentiality and so Zoidberg just takes over his practice and that is that entire scene. (laughs) And
1: also goes nowhere. (laughs) Like Zoidberg is like in maybe three or four like other very quick scenes throughout the episode but like does not do a ton.
0: Yeah. Leela is working as a barmaid. That doesn't really go anywhere. But Fry (laughs) during the scene Plays poker with the Borax kid. And that is yes. someone that he was reading about in his children's books on the way in. And Leela's like, as long as you don't pay, play poker with him. And then he does and loses all his money immediately.
1: Is Borax kid, is this based on anything? Do we have any any Wikipedia on this?
0: Oh, true. I don't know. Borax kid. Let's see. Borax kid is a rock alien and probable inhabitant of Newtopia. He's known to be a successful gambler. Oh, he's appeared in a bunch of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right.
1: So I guess he's just like a chronic gambler. Let's see,
0: yeah, strange. All right. Well, <laughs>
1: he's he's here. He's I did here. not Lindsay did not know about this character at all, so did not no. leave an impression throughout the season. Yeah, his
0: first appearing appearance is in the episode Newtopia, which is season six, episode twenty. So that's during the, the reboot. Yeah.
1: I love this. There's a Reddit thread. Can anyone explain to me what's funny about the character of the Borax kid? He's originally in Utopia. I just don't get the jokes. He references something. Is it just silly? And then the comment is, there's nothing inherently funny about the character or his name. Okay. Well. <laughs> there's no pun that. or reference. It's just a random character. Okay. For what it's worth, I agree. They could have found a punny or punny name.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> So Roberto wants to see the Borax kid and he like sends out his assistant instead and Roberto kills him. And so he makes Fry his assistant instead. And he's like, don't worry, you'll get to die in my next book on page three. What's
1: your Western history? Have you like Westworld? Have you done like the classic Western movies at all? Are you a, are you a Western person?
0: I watched Westworld season one, as did mm-hmm. most people. I did not mm-hmm. continue much into season two. I think I watched maybe like two episodes of season two and it was like, eh. We're yeah. done here. <laughs> we got it during season one. Um, season one, I thought was like an incredible season of television. I know that's not a hot take, but I was yeah. all in on that. Um, <laughs> in terms of the classic westerns, I feel like I'm just aware of them, but never really watched them. My dad was a western guy, so I've yeah. like seen bits and pieces. Clint Eastwood of it all, but yeah,
1: I'm right about there with you. I I thought a lot about Westworld during this. Like the little town that they're in in mm-hmm. this episode is very reminiscent of like the Westworld town that everyone is playing around with. So, yeah, that's probably my biggest point of reference. And then, yeah, the occasional good, the bad, the ugly. Like, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. True Grit with Jeff Bridges.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I have a good True Grit story. Would you like to hear it? Of course. True Grit I saw in theaters. And there's a moment near the end of the movie where Jeff Bridges and the daughter in True Grit are, like, laying down under a big rock. And, like, uh, a snake... Slowly starts to emerge from the background and they, they like don't realize it, but the whole audience realizes it. And it's like a fairly long scene of this happening, it's like 45 seconds of this or whatever. And I just remember my theater, like everyone was like, Oh my, there's a
0: snake. Do you see the snake? There's a snake over there.
1: Like, oh, there's snakes. And it's like, Yeah, we get it. We like, all see
0: the snake. <laughs> we all
1: see the snake. Um, and so now, whenever there's snakes any, in the there's, hills, yes, exactly. There's snake, and <laughs> there's snakes in that dirt. So now whenever there's like an obvious thing happening in a movie me and my friend that I saw the movie with we'll always go snakes
0: there's snakes over there snakes <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I wonder if anyone got any ASMR from you whispering snakes. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> That's very good. I'm glad you shared that story. I'll try to remember it in case of any more yeah. obvious things happening. <laughs> Dwight hates limbo and camping. <laughs> <Scene>. <laughs> That's the line I have. <laughs> what
1: do I have here? I have Son hates limbo. I didn't even know his name. Yeah. All bugs and no Wi-Fi. I kind of relate to that.
0: Yeah, that's accurate. That's a very good criticism yeah. of camping, to be honest. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is you when you're on the farm. You're all farming <laughs>
0: and no Wi-Fi. It's all bugs and no Wi-Fi.
1: Do you find okay. yourself disconnecting and becoming less chronically online when you're on the farm or are you not as chronically online as I am?
0: I find myself definitely less chronically online, uh, but that's mostly because my mom wants to play cards all the time. And so we just play cards instead of being online. (laughs) (laughs) It's very wholesome, but I don't like read a book or anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When we're at Cam's parents' cottage, sometimes I will read. Like I read three books while I was at the cottage and that was very exciting. Also, we should update the listeners. I did finish Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow several weeks ago and agreed with Alex. It is as good as any movie. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my recommendations to Lindsay are still like 100% and only Mission Impossible Fallout could (laughs) tarnish this
0: record. True. I forgot that's what I was supposed to watch next. I was like, do you have anything yeah. else? Yeah, that's the one. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Hermes is sad. He wants to know where he went wrong with his kid. End scene. <laughs> they are then panning for Thallium using Bender's butt pan. And then Bender goes on a long song about his butt. Gonna be honest, I skipped through the song. Wow. You skipped through the song. I was gonna see how you like the song. I know
1: song rankings are important to us. Jeremy's a big song lover.
0: I kind of scrubbed through it. I was just like, all right, advanced 10 seconds. Advanced 10 I seconds. I would say.
1: I was, yeah, and you were a, a scrub naysayer at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, I was, yeah. Look at you now. I was a Simpsons modern song apologist of upstate New York being a fun, catchy, good time. Tragic, um, a
0: tragic take. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I found this song, yeah, probably equally as cringy as that and just less funny. So that's
0: a, a top. When song. I knew it was like a song, a premise of which was about Bender's butt, I was like, I don't think we need to do this. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I will say it, that
1: too. earlier in the episode, Bender takes off his butt and has it like inspected in the in the mouth. And I thought that was a very clever
0: bite my shiny metal ass connection there. That's true. I did not put that together. So that's good. Yeah. Well spotted. Um, have you ever done
1: a uh, panning for for gold? This is
0: something <laughs> that we did in,
1: in Colorado growing up.
0: Oh, my God. No, I thought yeah. this was just an absurd hypothetical you were giving. No, me. they you took us to. Those.
1: No, they took us to, like, the foothills and, yeah, did a whole panning thing.
0: Colorado, the Wild West. Yeah. Wow, who knew?
1: No, I, I have not
0: done this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess you didn't grow up in the West, even though
0: you're there now. Not. Very much <laughs> in the East. So Dwight meets Roberto, who he famously wants to be his father for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he suggests that they team up and rob stuff. And Roberto needs a kid for a job he's planning. And there's a very gentle joke about the utility of Apple Maps. And Roberto ties Dwight up to make a stagecoach stop instead of running him over, and then they're gonna steal the Bitcoin from the stagecoach. But instead, it just keeps going and runs over Dwight. Yeah,
1: the Wells Fargo stagecoach, but I forget what they call it—the uh, like something Bitcoin related. Did you write it? <laughs> Did you write it down? I didn't. Okay. So the Apple Maps. I I do find that there are more modern references than in the old ones, where it's like the Ethereum thing definitely feels like yeah. a modern reference. Apple Maps. And I feel like they, there's been a couple in the past two episodes as well of like just slightly more, you know, dated <laughs> 2020s, going to be
0: outdated <laughs> in 10 years references. Yeah. One thing I forgot to say last week is that you had mentioned that the animation doesn't look drastically different between the old stuff and the new stuff. And I was noticing that, especially when they did the flashback and the Kiff and Amy scenes, it was like mm. that fits nicely. Like it doesn't look completely in a place. It's like this is the same show. So that's, that's a
1: great call can you remember like in the camp Krusty sequel i feel like there were probably some flashbacks in in that episode and i can't remember if we clocked that as like oh this is weird and a drastic change
0: <laughs> i genuinely forgot we'd watched a camp Krusty sequel <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a rob so, oliver one yeah i can't speak to that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's incredible okay Bender's donkey gets terribly injured during this Zoidberg goes to fix him saves the donkey and i'll well just jump ahead slightly and uh, yeah, Donkey gets fixed.
1: <laughs> donkey is healed. Zoiberg talks about how he yeah, he oh, so I can cure it if it's something that can be cured by a bone saw.
0: Yes, yeah. Leela and Fry get attacked by a puma. The Borax kid doesn't try to help them, but he does take credit when Fry scares off the puma.
1: Yes, pumas slash mountain lions slash mm-hmm. what was the third one? Cougar. Not something super associated with westerns. I mean, they're out here, yeah. but I don't know.
0: I associate no most, most strongly with I think from Homeward Bound. They run into a puma oh, in that one.
1: Mantle. that sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. The only Great the only movie.
1: memory I have that from that movie is the final scene of like running across the the lawn.
0: Shadow Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times. Oh yeah. my god! Anybody wants me to start a Homeward Bound rewatch? <laughs> one episode uh, only there, for the are there seventy five dollars patrons? I think there were three of them.
1: We could do that episode and then. Are you a Leftovers watcher?
0: No, but you really liked it.
1: Uh, okay, that's another that's another recommendation. Do that before fall, Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Great, great scene in The Leftovers where they do karaoke of the Simon and Garfunkel song Homeward Bound. So we can watch the oh. the movie and then that episode
0: and that will be the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, then and now. Then and yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy finds a giant thing of thallium and that's going to be enough to pay off their debts, but very much reminiscent of the Miss Universe tiara thing they all are gonna have to stay up overnight and watch yes. the block of thallium and hope that nobody steals it
1: yes the professor like proposes doing this but he says that he shouldn't have to do it because he's in his pajamas already which i feel like is like a very common professor joke of him like in his nightcap and dressing gown.
0: yes there's a, a famous line i think it's from the first episode where he's like but i am already in my pajamas yeah so yeah uh, roberto shows up and he demands to steal the nugget from bender and that it cuts away and in the morning the crew is like well i assume bender stole it but then the donkey leads them to where bender is a funny line where amy's like he's picking up bender's scent and herbie's like he's what <laughs>
1: <laughs> funny i didn't notice that at all do you think we'd get we'll get a uh, flexo in the uh, in the new season this reminded me so much of the flexo like
0: sitting yeah. and staying awake and watching the thing True. It wouldn't surprise me. And I wonder if he's been like stretched back out. I don't know if Flexo shows up in any of the new stuff. Lexo.
1: Oh, you think where we left him at uh, being squished?
0: Well, that's the last time we saw him, but maybe that's he's true. in other episodes.
1: Let's maybe see. he's like Mike TV now and he's like all all gangly.
0: <laughs> there, he was in <laughs> an episode called Attack of the Killer App, which sounds new. And then he was in two of the movies. Oh, oh my God. I didn't even know there were movies. Oh yeah. The movies are bad. <laughs> real bad wow. yeah but i've seen all of them yeah. so yes all right so there's a, a big bitcoin mine at you, the back of this you know what course. i'm
1: talking about with mike tv right
0: yes of course okay. chocolate, chocolate
1: factory. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that, that 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 was appreciated
0: i did just let it go by you're right i yeah. feel like i referenced that movie quite a bit
1: <laughs> that was really scary when you saw
0: mike tv all stretched out yes That's yes all of them very scary things <laughs> All right. So they're using robot heads to mine Bitcoin. It turns out that the barmaid, whatever her name was, is using them because it's cheaper than servers. And Bender and Roberto's heads are both there. And her like main quality is that she's like gets
1: very angry. And then it's also very generous. Dramatic Mood, mood swings. Mood swings. Yes. And she says that, yeah, she's donating all the proceeds to a local orphanage, which is nice.
0: Yes yes very nice i actually thought that we were heading for a reveal that this barmaid was mom because she has the same voice and kind of a similar like dress situation and she's like now i'm gonna seal you in this warehouse forever and i was like oh that's mom all right but we did not get that
1: that's a very interesting call Uh, another question of whether we will see mom i
0: I would i would put more money on mom than on flexo yes absolutely Bender at one point is screaming at the donkey to burrow out of there. I felt like it was a very gentle burrow joke, burrow donkey yep. situation. And it's oh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Borax kid is walking around with Leela, trying to charm her. Fry gets there and intervenes. And this is where we get a very big duel montage where we have three duels happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. Where Fry is dueling with the Borax kid, a guy who's doing the assays on the thallium and the piano <laughs> playing robot. And then Bender, her name is Delilah, the last woman. So you can stop your many emails that you were in the process of sending. <laughs> so, yes, and everyone's like shooting each other, and we get the close ups on the eyes, the classic Western trope. So, yeah, I did like that
1: this was like, yeah, the classic Western trope, but then it was also, you know, future e in that it's like in three dimensions where mm-hmm. one of the fights is completely vertical
0: yes exactly yeah they say so dwight goes to rescue hermes who's trapped in a hole and dwight limbo's under all of the bullets and they're like wow he's limboing in every dimension your spine is magnificent yes
1: slight vibes of there should never be a gun in seinfeld like literal bullets being shot at a child is like maybe a little much for this but i suppose it's a western and
0: whatever yeah fry shoots leela a little bit (laughs) to your point (laughs) yeah (laughs) And the Borax kid is like, I'll disinfect it. But instead, she leaves with Fry.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on... Like, every episode kind of ends or has a moment of Fry and Leela. Like, we're still together. We still love each other. Mm -hmm. Like, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that being a thing that they kind of have to put into every episode?
0: I don't really didn't really register it as being an issue or anything. I hope that they will do more, (laughs) but maybe it's just like we're an established couple and we don't need to belabor it every time. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think just addressing it at all is belaboring it. I mean, they, and maybe it's just lack of chemistry or lack of actual like romantic chemistry between them. But they might as well just not
0: be together from my
1: from my perspective. Cause like right, cause no... they're not really
0: doing anything with them as a couple. They're just being like right. reminder we are together. Right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm interested to see what they do with it for the rest of the season. One thing I didn't realize, and maybe you knew this already, is that I didn't realize they were splitting the season up. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So let's see, future season eleven.
1: Are we are we scabs if we get a cameo? Is that a <laughs> are we breaking the writer <laughs> strike?
0: Yeah. Okay, so if I put it, if I say season eight, it comes up and it says it's 20 episodes split equally across two released parts. Hmm. So the first set will be airing until September 25th. And then the subsequent 10 episodes, TBA. So maybe slowed okay. down by the strike.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they're written or not.
0: All right. 86% of 28 critics reviews are positive on the season so far. Yeah, I again, I think it's fine. Yeah, generally favorable reviews. All right. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Delilah gives them back their Thallium in exchange for Bitcoin to pay back. Or they're going to get Bitcoin to pay back the Robot Mafia. And the Robot Mafia then end up in the Bitcoin mine in the brothel. And they're going to leave a bad Yelp review, And that's where we leave it.
1: Never to be seen again, the Robot Mafia. I'm sure that, that will be consistent the next time we see them.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that was that. I noticed last time we forgot to do the winners and losers. So let's make sure mm-hmm. we do it this time. Who won this episode? I think.
1: So who was in debt? Was it the
0: professor was in debt? The professor, yes. They were completely bankrupt and now they can pay back the robot mafia. So I think he wins. I think that's a big win for the
1: professor. He also didn't really do much. He wasn't involved in the gunfight, which is good for him. He slept, which is good for him. Yes. And yeah, he made a lot of money.
0: (laughs) Yes. And in terms of losers, probably that doctor that died.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The several people that were murdered. Were there other people that were murdered? I think there was.
0: Yes, Mumbles, the sidekick to the the 4X kid. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. So a tie between the doctor and Mumbles.
0: Yes, agreed. So that's great. Next week's episode, we already discussed, but it's going to be called Parasites Regained. I'm glad we're doing it this way. I think it's good that we're sticking with the new episode. So I think it's clear that we are going to be talking about those same worms that we just talked about. Probably
1: pretty big shoes to fill. I mean, am I right in thinking that the original Parasites episode is like, you know, certainly top 10 most beloved episodes
0: I think so I think when we talked about it at the time I think we talked about like where it shows up on people's lists I personally don't mm-hmm. have it like that high I think it's a really good episode but I don't know that I have it yeah. in my like top 20 episodes or something but I think we said on a few lists it was like 25th or even 10th or something like that yeah. so people do like that a lot it's not surprising that they said like someday you're gonna be crawling with us again it's not surprising right. that they would cut back
1: right so, yeah nice well, I'm looking forward to that one. I think that would be like more interesting than these kind of first couple episodes.
0: Yes, I like that we're just actively revisiting some stuff. I think that worked with the last episode reasonably well. So interested to see how another straight sequel is going to play, especially one that we've seen. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. The the Camp Crusty sequel of Futurama. It's coming.
0: Shocking stuff. You, I had no idea. I completely forgot. You don't remember that. any
1: of that? I think that's the one with the Maggie, Maggie escapades with the animals on the roof. Oh, yeah
0: that could be Maybe. yeah that could be true who knows yeah. who can say simply no <laughs> way to know <laughs>
1: it was the it was the pandemic
0: yes and we did get some feedback from jeremy who told us that oh. he is also glad we are sticking with the new episodes he thought that was a oh, wise oh, decision. Ho, ho. nice mm-hmm. yes so um, great how can people right, well, get in we, touch we with should those? try to we should try to
1: get jeremy on one of these jeremy if you're listening let us know and you can you can come on on one you haven't been on in a while yes
0: indeed people are clamoring clamoring for it
1: they are you can get in touch with us podoftomorrow at gmail.com at of tomorrow on Twitter slash the other name for that website. And yeah, that's it. Uh you horse girling at all? Are you shadowing? Uh, at only
0: all? yes. We only on the Patreon right now for whatever that's called, Bojack Horse Pod. Uh, we did just hit 100,000 downloads, as I mentioned. So we're celebrating that. We will be coming back to finish up two and birdie probably in September. So you can hop over there and you can listen to all of our coverage of Bojack Horseman. And then over on Pocho Recaps, talking about what we do in the shadows, there will be a new episode talking about the remaining five episodes in like two weeks, but there's already one out for the first five episodes of the season. So check that out. So, so anything else you, include, want, anything else you want to you Podcast concluded. <laughs> What do I want to talk about the The Alamo draft
1: house reward systems has been reinstated after being shut down over the pandemic. So I have like six various r- food rewards to get at the Alamo right. draft, draft house. The my local Alamo draft house in Brooklyn is unionizing or at least trying to because of horrible working de- conditions and mold in the kitchen. So I'm glad I've been eating right. from that establishment <laughs> for like a year and a half. Uh-huh, uh, wonderful. What else do I want to talk about? I don't know. What else do you got? Do you want to talk about That's anything? On all i got i already
0: did my plugs yeah (laughs) okay incredible all right we will see you next week for season 8 or 11 episode 4 see you then
1: bye